Hey mama, and welcome to the Made for More podcast, where two stay-at-home mamas turn business partners, wanting more out of life, more joy, more financial freedom, and manifesting our best damn lives. Every week, we'll discuss all the things and provide you with the tips and tricks you need to create more out of your life. Think motherhood, money, and manifesting your dream life, and either your everyday lives or your side hustles too. Welcome back to the Made for More podcast. This week, we have Jackie joining us, who is a holistic nutritionist, and she's a mama, and we are so excited to have have her here joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hi, yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, so I am a a big food lover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love to be outside and garden, and I uh, am a mom of two amazing and very sassy little girl um, <laughs> who may get or may not get that from me, but <laughs> that's another story. Um, and yeah, so I, so what I do as a holistic nutritionist, I'm also a certified um, labor and postpartum doula. And so I kind of have worked to combine the two. Um, so I help women really to discover the connection between their gut health and their hormonal health. Um, and I start that with clients in terms of preparation for pregnancy um, I work with clients um, to maintain good nutrition and lifestyle practices during pregnancy, and then helping them to feel supported and nourished during postpartum and get back in balance and feel more efficient and empowered in the kitchen, especially as busy moms. So during the pandemic specifically, um, I was working a lot more with moms like myself with small kids who you know, were working from home and trying to feed a family and, and maintain some form of balance, whatever could be found <laughs> during such a hectic period. Um, and so it's, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. I'm very passionate about it and, and just helping women to feel empowered and, um, and healthy in their own way. So everyone is different. Every body is different. And it's, it's working with you to figure out what, what works best for you and your family. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love when we did our live on the market page. That was great. I feel like I learned a lot from you. So um, oh, that's awesome. yeah, that's why I wanted to have you on here. Cause sometimes you know, people can don't catch certain things. So it's nice to have something that's like recorded and saved and they can come back and check it out. Yeah, totally. So what inspired you to get into this um, pathway and career? Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's kind of the same story with a lot of holistic practitioners in that I had my own hormonal health issues. Um, so for the majority of my teens and my early 20s, I suffered a lot from um like massive acne, um, as well as, you know, very painful periods and, and things like that, that were very much brushed off by mm-hmm. my doctors. Um, I was prescribed the pill at 15 for my skin issues, um, with really no other explanation other than just here's a prescription, go take it and get out of my office kind of thing. And like, yeah. it wasn't obviously worded as harshly, but that's what it was <laughs> in essence. Um, and so I, I was on the pill for a very long time. And I realized after going to oof, probably half the dermatologists in Toronto, uh, that the only like my last resort at that point, I tried all the creams, I tried the antibiotics. Um, my last resort at that point was um, a medication called Accutane. And while I was on birth control, one of the problems with Accutane is that it can cause birth defects. Oh. Um, if I were to become pregnant, so you need to have like, I think it's like monthly pregnancy tests um, to ensure that you're not pregnant while on it. And I think just 
realizing that side effect, like it, it's a real side effect. And I, I've heard also some other horror stories about that medication. It does, it, it scared me enough that I didn't want to go near it. And I, I thought, you know, there must be a better way. And so um, I discovered some holistic health practitioners that really helped me and inspired me um, to then start my own journey as a holistic nutritionist. Um, and go get my own schooling and discover what what the root causes are behind these things. Because the problem is, is that, again, we're, we're often brushed off when in fact, the, the reality is it could be as simple as, as shifting your food choices a little bit, it could be as simple as, you know, moving your body more or um, just nourishing yourself, which isn't really, you know, you don't go to a doctor and they're like, hmm, you need to do <laughs> like 30 minutes of exercise every day. And, you know, like maybe have five more vegetables and, you know, like that's not really the thing they, they're used to prescribing instantly. And so not always the case, but in, in, from what I've seen from my own experience, that was what I got. Um, and it was really rough. So to be able to find what the root causes were and to work with that, um, my skin was transformed. It was like, it takes a, a period of time to get to that level, but it was transformed. And I was also concerned, um, I do have infertility in my family. And so I was, that was a concern for me. Mm -hmm. And so I worked um, with holistic health practitioners and with my own knowledge to, you know, get myself off the pill and, and clean out my system and, and really work on my hormonal health to get me up to um, a level where I could conceive naturally. Um, and it doesn't work for everyone that way. Clearly that there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into it and a lot of people that I worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are factors that we can change that just help to improve our hormonal health to just, you know, make our chances that much better. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, it definitely doesn't hurt to do that, um, and run with it for a little bit, just in terms of even just P PMS, right? Like we're told mm -hmm. PMS is a normal thing. And there's so many, you know, things that are advertised to us for our periods that aren't normal. So like having PMS is not a normal thing. We shouldn't mm -hmm. be having it. Um, and yet it's, you know, it's kind of brushed off and like, oh yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just PMS. It's just hormonal. It's just a mood swing. Yeah. It's just their time of the month. Right. Yeah. Um, so really that, that is what really got me into it. And then as I was in school, I, I really discovered that I loved hormonal health and I loved, um, working with pregnant mamas or, you know, moms that were looking to conceive pregnant and then into postpartum. So I didn't get into postpartum work really until after I had my own kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and realized that that like there's a gaping hole yeah, <laughs> for, for postpartum sure. care. Um, you know, there's a lot of prenatal um, stuff, but postpartum is is very much not talked about um, mm -hmm. or given as much attention as I think it should. So, yeah, so it's all it's all been building through my life experience, and and as I have learned and grown, and um, it's really just uh, it's just such a huge passion for me, and I, I I love every moment of it, and I love being able to help women to discover their own health and, and work on their own health journey as well. That's awesome. I, I feel like too, that like, if you're not in it, you don't really know that much about it. Like even becoming a mom, it's like, oh, you see all these like glamorous parts of it, or you, yeah. know, you hear some of the hard parts about it, but you don't really hear like the honest truth. And that's what like, I feel like is the hardest, like, oh my gosh, like this is totally reality. Like, uh, we were talking about this last week where it's just, you know, things, uh, you know, that you just find out along the way or, you know, I have friends too that, um, you know, are trying to get pregnant and, and it's like, well, the doctor says one thing and then someone else says something else and kind of looking at the holistic way of it. I feel like that would be, you know, helpful for some moms too, right? 
Yeah. And I mean, the, it, it goes hand in hand as well. So like, it's not going against medical convention. It's actually giving it a leg up, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know, you're, you're really managing the terrain um, and like the, the inner workings that would help to improve the results. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, sure. it's, yeah, it's about working with, with an individual's health history and their own body and seeing, you know, what, what can we do to help things run a little bit easier? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's very simple. Um, there are, you know, quite often it is more complex than that, but sometimes it, it, it can be quite easy. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken to a few women who were told to start fertility treatments and yet had never tracked their cycle. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, there's these small bits that, um, you know, because I'm in it, it feels intuitive to me, but it's, it's not right. We're never taught to track our periods and to mm-hmm. track other than like when we're getting our period, we're never taught mm-hmm. to track, you know, when we're ovulating. Um, so there's a lot that goes into that, that I feel was whoever decided upon what we're taught in school <laughs> was mm-hmm. very mismanaged. Yeah. Um, because this is, you know, this is life, you know, it's, it's fun to learn history and all that and necessary, but we also need to learn life skills and, and what's going to be yeah. important to us potentially, uh, down the line. Right. Um, I, but yeah, I no, we always, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I was going to say, so we always, yeah, we always see the glamorous side of postpartum and like sure. the baby, right. Whereas yeah. the realities of it. And even when we do hear the harsh realities, I think, especially when we're pregnant, we're just in such la la land that we're like, Oh, it'll be fine. You know, it'll be a breeze. I'll be able to do this. No problem. Um, especially like well, a lot of us are very type A these days, right? Like we mm-hmm. we're go, go, go. And, and, um, you know, we don't really necessarily spend enough time on self-care until we're pregnant. And then we just assume that we're going to be able to continue that without yeah. realizing the, the reality of, you know, <laughs> having this screaming little being who is, you know, requiring you for every single need yeah. <laughs> all day, every day. Right. Yeah, for sure. The beginning is probably the hardest. Um, yeah. Trying to get into that routine. I have a question that I didn't um, ask you earlier, but yeah. um I just because I have so many friends that either have like fertility issues or trying to get pregnant. Like, is there any like top tips off the top of your head that like that can help holistically? Um, I know you said tracking your cycle is a huge thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Any other mm-hmm. suggestions? Yeah. Um, so really, so tracking is really important. And I, I believe so the people that I've spoken to had gone through fertility treatments um, probably almost 10 years ago and were never, you know, they were told their, their, medication cycle but not their actual like they weren't actually tracking their own natural cycle prior to doing the medication mm-hmm. um so i believe that the practice has gotten much better and they do promote that prior to medicating but really knowing like having that firm grasp of you know when you're ovulating and whether or not you're using ovulation tests or not you'll you'll find a lot with cervical mucus which for some people you know kind of is <laughs> taboo um but you can check with your cervical music or mucus your um your body temperature first thing in the morning, as well as your actual cervix um, positioning. So there are ways of, of learning about that and tracking that. Um, and that's what I used when I first came off the pill. Um, I gave myself a year to kind of clear out my system and, and get um, my body ready for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem too, is that a lot of us have been on the birth control pill for at least a decade. Yeah. Um, and that can wreak havoc with your hormonal um balancing in your body and so Mm -hmm. if you're coming off the pill and looking to get pregnant right away there are you know so there's there's varying accounts of people who say they got pregnant right you know immediately but Mm -hmm. there's a lot more who say you know like it didn't happen and oftentimes it's because you know we've lost track of our cycle because the period gives or the period we get on the pill is not a real period um 
so learning about that and then tracking after that and um, and figuring out what exactly your cycle is like. So if you were given the pill to cover up, say, symptoms of PCOS mm-hmm. um, or, you know, symptoms of other hormonal imbalance um, issues that you may have had as a young woman and then didn't really realize the depth of it until you start to try and get pregnant. So mm-hmm. um, one of the tips for me would be to try and get off the pill as soon as possible and then start to work um to help your body to detox off of it and to boost the nutrients that the pill can commonly take from your body. So um, zinc is a very big one as well as B vitamins. And both of those are very important for um, fertility. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of going back into feeling into your body and feeling what you need and learning about what, um, what you can do to mitigate potential issues um, mm-hmm. further ahead. And so um, you know, supplementation is really important as well as, you know, just trying to clear your body of, um, the remnants of the pill and working on any hormonal issues that come up. Um, mm-hmm. because that's something that I frequently see with clients is that, you know, they'll go off the birth control pill and then all of a sudden they've got 50 issues where they had none. And it's like, you did have those. It's just that the pill <laughs> was masking it. Right. Yeah, so for sure. it's, it's relearning your body and it's, it's, um, figuring out what's going on and then mm-hmm. deep diving a bit deeper. So, um, you know, my biggest suggestion, and I work with a lot of women who, you know, may have infertility in their family history, but haven't necessarily been diagnosed with infertility or, or been thinking that they're more that they want to start preparing for pregnancy. And so mm-hmm. um, I work with them um, up to six months prior to pregnancy, because some of the work that we do is detoxification. And so we don't want to do detox within a six month period of conceiving, because you don't want to um, put that on the fetus at all. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's, it's really dependent. But if you are dealing with infertility currently, I, I really recommend working with a holistic practitioner to help you because again, um, a lot of the things that we work with are just boosting your body's system. So getting your, your hormones back in balance, naturally without, um, you know, more with supplements as opposed to like a medication that's going to shift things again. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes sometimes that really is effective. Um, and sometimes it's not so it is it is sometimes where you're at in the journey and, and what I know sometimes we as women put timeframes on ourselves <laughs> and you know, that, that constant you know, saying that the clock is always ticking mm-hmm. um, can be really hard and it can be really yeah. hard to manage. And so it, it's a very much a mental game. A lot of, a lot of motherhood um, and prior mm-hmm. to motherhood is a, is a, is a difficult mental game. So really also getting um, help with that, so whether it's, you know, through therapy or through support groups or, um, whatever, I believe the fertility clinics have some pretty good resources these days for that piece of it, because it's, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we, there's, there's never a guarantee, but we can definitely work on, on boosting your body systems and getting things back in balance, um, to help everything take a bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, those are great tips. I feel like, um, I can also relate to being on the pill for 10 years. And then um, I had told my husband, I'm like, yeah, we should get off it early when we decide to have children. And so I was off it for a year because I've heard that same thing that if you're on it for so many years, it takes your body a long time to adjust. Mm-hmm. And I had so many friends that would be like trying to get pregnant right away after getting off the pill and have so many issues. And um, everyone has their own, you know, how they teach themselves or educate themselves but that was one thing that did help us because when we were ready literally two or three months later it did happen I'm not, I'm not saying you know 
that we're yeah. so lucky, but I think, you know, looking into things ahead of time helps as well. Yeah. Um, yeah what? Oh, sorry. No worries. No, yeah, no, it's just, I, I find that preparing is always helpful, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's helpful to know what you're getting into and to be able to educate yourself as much as possible prior to going into that office, right? It's just, it's yeah. good to know your options and what's coming. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I mean, I, I have friends too, or they're literally following the book by everything and they're still, you know, I know that sometimes it's out of your control as well. So that I can't say that like what I did was perfect because that's not yeah. fair, but I mean, every person's so different and everyone's bodies are so different too. So sometimes I think we have to take that in consider- consideration and give ourselves grace because I know some women, they just, they're just try so hard and then, you know, it doesn't happen for them. And then it's like every other announcement they see is so hard for them. So I can't imagine going through that. Completely. And it's, it, it is recognizing that everyone is different and that, you know, the, the approach that you or I took isn't going to work for everyone. For sure. But it might help, right? And it's one of those things where, um, you know, you just do the best you can with what you've mm-hmm. got. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, there's, there's no harm in, in balancing your body in a natural way, as opposed mm-hmm. to, and as along with even the fertility mm-hmm. treatment, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's just always going to be in your benefit and never to the detriment really. So it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a very tricky time of life. And I think, you know, there, mm-hmm. there needs to be a lot more, um, mom therapists or therapists for moms, yes. um, to help us deal with and navigate all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree with that hundred percent. Like I go to therapy myself, but I wish there was more like specialized in mm-hmm. like things with motherhood. Because when I first started going, it, it was hard to open up and share certain things. Yeah. I feel like the therapist I saw in the beginning, I don't think she understood. She wasn't her mom, a mom herself. So I feel like that's even harder to talk <laughs> through it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so continuing on with some more tips, what are two top tips for nutrition that maybe you can offer moms or even like moms that are trying to get pregnant um, or, you know, just things that are a good source to, to, to eat? Yeah. Um, so my top two tips, and I'll give like a bonus one for particularly <laughs> Um, so my top tip would be to make sure that you are eating. Um, mm-hmm. I find a lot of times we yes. forget or we're yeah. so busy or we eat like the scraps from our kids' lunches yeah. and breakfast. Um, and you know, eating the scraps is fine. I'm all again, you know, I'm all about not wasting food, but make sure that you're feeding yourself because mm-hmm. if you're not eating, you're not going to be, um, you know, at your best. Right. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we are getting the nutrition that we need. Um, and, eating mindfully too is something that, that I really um, am a proponent of because it's just, you want to make sure that you're eating in a way that's going to be helpful to your body and digestion begins in your mouth. So the more that you can chew your food and get it as, as chewed up as possible before swallowing it, as opposed to like eating in a rush as you're out the door, mm-hmm. um, the better your digestion will be. And you'll find that things like bloating and gas and, and, and those types of symptoms um, may be helped drastically just by taking a few minutes to chew everything properly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really incredible what what our digestive system can do in terms of benefits, but also in terms of the symptoms it gives us when we're <laughs> not paying attention <laughs> to it. 
or trying to brush it off. Um, and then my second tip would be to make sure that we're increasing our water intake. So getting that two to three liters per day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just helpful for everything that we do. Um, especially if you are breastfeeding, you want to make sure you up that to possibly four liters a day, depending on, on where you're at in your journey. Um, and increasing fiber as well. And the, the two bonuses of those items is that you're going to be having regular bowel movements. So if you're only pooping once a day, or if you're pooping less than once a day, um, then that's a bit of a red flag to me as a nutritionist, because mm-hmm. you need to be eliminating in order to be getting rid of um, not only toxins, but also excess hormones. So mm-hmm. um, and then going back to hormone balancing, um, our estrogen is re- removed. So any excess estrogen in our body is removed through our colon. So if we're not having regular bowel movements, um, or if our bowel movements aren't the greatest, then you're going to be seeing reabsorption of that estrogen. So you're going to see a lot of estrogen dominance and other hormonal issues that pop up because of that. So um, nutritionally, those are my top <laughs> tips for, for mamas and for women in general. Um, and then particularly for fertility would be to increase your, your good fats. So foods like avocados are great because it's a healthy fat and it's got lots of B vitamins in it naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, foods like egg yolk. Um, so in a, like a, a more liquidy egg yolk, so not fully cooked through. So either mm-hmm. a um, soft boiled egg or fried egg. Um, having that is actually a great source of again, B vitamins and, and other nutrients that are really helpful for fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then salmon, um, wild caught um, oily fish. So salmon, anchovy, sardines, those types of fish are very helpful as well for um, improving integrity of the the eggs during ovulation. Mm-hmm. So um, boosting those. And then also just like a little tip too, is that it's not always the woman. We need to be <laughs> mindful of that. Um, men who are looking to conceive with their partners also need to be taking a look at their nutrition and what's going on with them. So um, it's not necessarily like a sperm count issue. It's more of a, you know, like how strong are your swimmers and can we make mm-hmm. them as strong as possible? Um, again, mm-hmm. to increase the chances and, and get the benefits there. So um, when I work with my clients, it's kind of a dual work. So I work with um, typically it's the women that come to me. And then I also will give them a plan for their husbands as well. Um, normally not as like big of a plan because <laughs> we want to make sure they're sticking to it, but um, still something for them to make sure that they're doing their part as well to make um, conception happen as, as easily and as, mm-hmm. um, as well as possible. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes I feel that we just think as women that everything's up to us. But that's a great tip, too, because sometimes, you know, we don't look at our partner in that sense, right? Right. Yeah. So being like a busy mom and a nutritionist, how do you balance it all? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And I was listening to the other podcast. And I love that I'm not alone in that balance. It's very challenging, especially as a mom um you know it's I'd love to say that I have it all together it's a constant work in progress and I think that for me in my business and with my clients and as a mom myself the biggest thing that I can recommend is support so just making Mm -hmm. sure that you have an active support system that you can call on as needed um who are willing to you know either show up if you have like an emergency meeting or you know it's 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 been difficult for me as a work a working from home mom, as well as kind of a stay at home mom during the pandemic is to look at my business like a nine to five, right? So a nine to five, mm-hmm. you, you have to have child care, you have to have things in line because you're not home. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, right? <laughs> Pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> and so without that mentality, I think a lot of, a lot of us entrepreneurs sometimes look at it as a hobby. So our business is a hobby as opposed to yeah. an actual business. And so we don't set aside enough time mm-hmm. to really devote to that. And I'm, I'm 100,000% guilty of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my work, especially during the pandemic was done between the hours of 8.30 PM and midnight, <laughs> um, which left me very burnt out multiple times. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm for anyone. So making sure that you have someone that can help you with the kids so that you can carve out, you know, even if it's just two to three solid hours, yeah. um, a couple of days a week, it really makes all the difference. And it really helps to also separate. So you're not on your phone checking for things when you're with your kids, you know, mm-hmm. cause that was my that was my biggest habit that I it irked me. And I know it, you know, it was wearing on everyone in my family is that I was trying to do everything at once. And mm-hmm. I wasn't serving anyone at that point. It was yeah. very um, difficult. And I definitely wasn't serving myself doing that. So um, really finding the support that works and that um, works for you and your family to, to give you that, that bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that tip. Cause sometimes I think so social media shows that like maybe somebody has it all together but they don't like they just show <laughs> like the highlight and I always talk That's about that I, I like to be honest because I get a lot of you know moms and even at the market someone's like oh you have it all together I'm like no I don't <laughs> like <laughs> you just see a small fraction um and the support is huge like my husband and my family is very supportive I that's a great yeah. tip um and then one last question before you have to head out um what is one business tip you could offer maybe someone that wants to start a new business or is in a business and they're just feeling a little overwhelmed, like what's something that you could offer as a tip? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think really, that's actually almost the same answer is, is <laughs> just finding support mm-hmm. um, and finding a way to give yourself the time to dedicate to it. Because again, if, if you're serious about the business, you need to treat it like a business and therefore sure. you need to give it that time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need to give it some of the best time that you have so for me I'm great in the afternoon so I spend my morning with my kids because that's Mm -hmm. when we're all kind of at our best in the family Mm -hmm. and then um I take them to daycare or to a family member's house um and then I get that solid time in the afternoon that's only a few days a week so Mm -hmm. it's still you know still working on that balance but being able to carve out that time and really dedicate it and get my ducks in a row and I you know to-do lists for me are also a big thing and being able to prioritize um so it does um does the task align with my values, right? Is this actually going to push me forward or is it just busy work? So um, that was a difficult one because that was where I was stuck when I first, <laughs> when I first got started, I was kind of spinning my wheels, doing all the back end admin because that's what yeah. my background is. And yeah. uh, realizing yeah, that, you know That's what, a great, that's a great tip. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, the back end stuff is a very easy distraction for mm-hmm. me as an admin yeah. background. Yeah. Um, and so like I could create graphics till the cows come home. Um, but to actually do the things that are client facing and to, you know, just be able to to be there and to really make an impact, you have to prioritize those items first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the back end comes after. So mm-hmm. um, that was my biggest learning lesson the last two years with really getting my business off the ground. Yeah. I think structure too, like I write down like most important things and before I'd be writing huge lists and I'm like this is not attainable so just focusing on smaller tasks so yeah that's great yeah Um, thank you so much for joining us this week and sharing all your tips that was so great thank you so much for having me